Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available. Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, in a move that can only be described, and I'm sure it will be, as stunningly courageous and brave, Simone Biles has decided to drag up from yet more Olympic events. I don't know if she's citing mental health. We'll have to see that in the article. But it seems, once again, a spot that could have went to somebody else. And yes, there will be alternates that will step up in her place. But that's not the point. You didn't have to make the trip over here if you weren't mentally prepared. I'm sorry, CNN, that I'm a white dude and I'm criticizing Simone Biles. I don't care, okay? You can get mad all day. That's up to you. I don't give a rat's ass or a damn either one. Um, there's also places that are trying to make this into some racial issue. It's not. I have said, look, if you're a world-class athlete, it, there's not only a physical component, but it's the ability to handle the stress that comes with what you are doing, what you are, are, are going out there and performing under those, those kinds of pressures Yes, you should be mentally prepared. The Olympics only comes around every so often. You've had plenty of time knowing this was coming. If you didn't want to compete, you should not have entered to begin with. I mean, I've saw some lunatic takes. For example, Colin Cowherd coming out and saying she faced more pressure than Tom Brady or Michael Jordan ever has. You're out of your ever-loving mind. You are a complete lunatic, Colin Cowherd. That is ridiculous. That is one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard about the the two goats, the greatest of all time in any sports, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. Let's get to this article. It's from Fox News. Simone Biles withdraws from the vault and bars, may still compete on floor and beam. American gymnast Simone Biles has withdrawn from the vault and uneven bars event At the Tokyo Olympics, U.S. Gymnastics said on Saturday. Earlier, the superstar withdrew from team competition after one rotation and chose not to compete in the individual all-around, citing her mental health. Quote, After further consultation with medical staff, Biles withdrew from two events and will continue to be evaluated for the balance beam and the floor exercise finals. USA Gymnastics said in a statement about the bars and vault, we remain in awe of Simone 
who continues to handle this situation with courage and grace, and all of the athletes who have stepped up during these unexpected circumstances. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't see anything that is courageous about what she is doing whatsoever. Biles is one of the most celebrated gymnasts in history and was projected to win multiple gold medals in Tokyo. In 2016, she won four gold medals and won bronze in Rio de Janeiro. The gymnasts have cited the, quote, twisties, which throws off an athlete's awareness in the air in her withdrawals. The U.S. women won silver in the team event, and American Sunsi Lee won gold in the all-around. Great job. Michaela Skinner, who had a fourth highest score in the vault, during quali- qualifications will compete in the vault finals in her place for the U.S. along with Jade Carey, who finished the, with the second highest score. Biles was the defending Olympic champion in the vault. Quote, it looks like I get to put a competition Leo on just one more time, Skinner tweeted. I can't wait to compete in the vault finals. Doing this for us at Simone Biles, it's go time, baby. And look... I'm glad that some of these girls that want to compete are getting a chance to. It's just a shame that Simone Biles did not have the wherewithal to withdraw from these Olympics completely. Just not go. It sounds to me like, in all honesty, she wanted to retire from competition. That's my guess. Now, there's been all kinds of rumors out there. There's been rumors that maybe... She was put under some social justice pressure to protest. Maybe she didn't want to do that. I don't know. If she's got a legit physical issue, something that she is injured, I can understand withdrawing from competition. But when you're talking about the mental health game, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you a pass. Yes, mental health is absolutely an issue. But this is something she should have addressed before she got here. Okay? Let another lady have the opportunity to literally make the trip on in your place, on your behalf. Okay? Don't show up. I, I will say this. I think it's sort of ironic that in an Olympics where the TV ratings are god-awful, what would have been possibly the most... Uh, the most lucrative draw in the Olympics for the TV ratings, A-E-I-E, making the most money for advertisers, Simone Biles will not be competing, and evidently advertisers are freaking out over that. Too bad. Too bad. Uh, Look, if you want to achieve GOAT status, if you want to be one of the greatest athletes of all time, then... You have to be able to go out and withstand and perform under mental pressures. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali. Can you imagine what it is that Jackie Robinson went through mentally? Okay? That's why he's considered one of the greatest athletes of all time uh, to ever lace up any sneakers or cleats or anything else. He had to go out and perform under immense pressure And I will continue to say part of it is the generation you're working with. Uh, I'm sorry, but many in that generation have a, I don't feel good that day. I'm having a mentally soft day. They've been influenced by social media. 
and they want to drag up and they want to quit. I'm just being real. Okay, my generation, Generation X, the generation uh, behind me, the baby boomers and people from generations before that, just mentally tougher. Okay, mentally tougher. Go out there, perform, work every day in terrible conditions. Our firefighters in this country, our policemen, our military are all under immense mental scrutiny. And you say you're under too much pressure and you're having a bad mental day. And I got to be honest with you. The other component I don't like about this is, look, it's one thing for her to say, I'm, I'm having a bad mental day. I'm out. It's another thing to celebrate her as if she's courageous and brave for having done so. No, she quit. Man, I don't care what you say, Simone Bile. You are a quitter. Today, you dragging up out of these games... That is a quitter's mentality. You know what great greatest athletes of all time don't do? They don't quit. It's the last thing they do. They don't just quit and walk away. If this was any other athlete right now, I'm going to be honest with you, if it was a straight white male athlete, they would be getting destroyed. Absolutely obliterated today. When Andrew Luck walked away from the Colts, he got lambasted. He got slammed. Everybody came down on Andrew Luck, and he retired before the season started. Not during the middle of competition for something that you had all kinds of time to decide whether or not you wanted to be there to begin with. Tell me what you think. Black and white sports fans, Simone Biles drags up again. There you go courageously and bravely and stunningly drags up and quits once again. Peace. I'm out. Till Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for a Black and White Live. We have talked about the fact that we know there are NFL players that absolutely do not agree with the direction that the NFL is going with many different things. And here we have one of those players, a guy that played just in 2020 and played a long time in the league, 10 years. Fullback Anthony Sherman, he played with the Chiefs. Well, he has come out, he has slammed the NFL for their wristband policy involving the vaccinated slash unvaccinated. We've had several NFL players come out and say, hey, they're either not getting vaccinated or in Ryan Tannehill's case, he felt like he was forced into getting vaccinated. I don't agree with that logic anyway. We've said, look, if you want to be vaccinated, great. If you don't, great. But I don't agree with employers forcing their will and forcing employees to have to go get it. In my opinion, it's a medical personal choice, and it should stay just that way. You're getting a little too close to our personal bubble. That's my feeling. That's my opinion. Uh, so, sorry, YouTube. Hate on me. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I support your decision to do what you feel like is right for you and your health. Well... I've got to give kudos out there to guys like Cole Beasley, who has kind of stood up against this stuff. And then Kevin Stefanski, the Browns coach yesterday, said, 
My team's not wearing pieces of flair to indicate whether they're vaccinated and unvaccinated. We remember times in history that wearing badges and stars and things like that to uh, segregate people. Well, that was a really bad part of history now, wasn't it? Uh, Let's get to this story because uh, I give Anthony Sherman a lot of credit for coming out and speaking out against this. This is from the guys over at OutKick. Anthony Sherman blasts the NFL for making players wear vaccine status wristbands. Earlier this month, the NFL announced teams were required to develop a method to visually identify fully vaccinated Tier 1 and Tier 2 individuals, like using color-coded wristbands or credentials by beginning of training camp and former Chiefs fullback Anthony Sherman may have just gotten the memo. And again, when I say former, this guy played last year. So this is the first year he won't play. The NFL is making players wear colored wristbands now based on vaccination status. Well, he come out and he sent one hell of a tweet. The at NFL is making players wear colored wristbands now based on vaccination status. Funny, I thought we all agreed on the evils of segregation back in the 60s. Here we are again, only this time it's based on personal health choices instead of skin color. And as you can imagine, the blue check marks began showing up. I'm surprised Mike Florio's not in here somewhere. This guy says that's the whole point. What made segregation unethical was that people were being held back by something they couldn't just choose not to be anti-vaxxers choosing to put everybody around them at risk is something they could always just not do or anthony f Irwin, you could stay your scary ass at the house okay this blue check mark honestly the wildest part about this tweet is the notion that everybody agreed segregation was evil laugh out loud dude mine is going to be blown when he learns about oh good god i'm not even going into that really we're not getting into gender identities and shit on here. Outkicks Alejandro Avalea reported that the Pittsburgh Steelers will monitor the team's vaccination status using yellow bracelets to mark players who have not received their COVID shot. Wow. Well, this is where Sherman really hammers the NFL. And it's in one sentence, and it's all that needs to be said. The league clearly values being woke, just not awake. Sherman tweeted, what a shame and what a sham. And that is everything you need to know about Anthony Sherman and how he feels about current day NFL policies. A lot of things going on. He just flat come out and called the NFL woke. Look, dear NFL players, I know some of you watch black and white sports. I don't know how many of you are watching black and white live at this point, but some of you will find this video when it gets thousands of views or whatever it's going to end up getting. How about some of you current players stepping up and making some statements like this? I mean, come on. You shouldn't have to wait till guys retire to come out and start hitting back on these sort of things. I commend some of these players for hitting back. I believe it was Jamal Adams the other day, and I could be wrong, they came out and said, you know what, I'm going to have my teammates back 
whether they choose to get vaccinated or not. And you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to make him feel out of place, and I'm not going to put pressure on him to go out and get something done that they don't want to do from a health standpoint. I commend that, okay? I, I think that is, that's being very grown up about this issue. My God, again, if you have that big of an issue, if you are that concerned, but guys, some of the tweets, I, some of the replies, for example, at places like Pro Football Talk are downright scary. The amount of people that believe this thing should be a mandatory, federally mandated vaccine, that's frightening that there's people out there that believe that should really and truly happen. Wow. I mean, what kind of control are you wanting the government to have exactly? And I know we don't really get into politics on this channel, but God, that's frightening. I mean, come on. Tell me what you think. We need more guys like Anthony Sherman to step up and make these kind of comments. Again, I don't care if you're, you want to be vaccinated, are vaccinated, whatever you choose to do, but I just believe it's your business. I don't want to know. I don't think the NFL should want to know either. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Well, back, Rodrants, for Black and White Live. As you know, on this channel, we have been following the New England Patriots. Why? Because they've got one hell of a quarterback battle going on in training camp. And, of course, I've made my feelings perfectly clear. I believe that former Alabama star quarterback Mac Jones is going to beat out Cam Newton for that starting QB job, even though, uh, of course, Cam is the veteran. Cam is the former NFL MVP, uh, although I always think that MVP is one of the most debatable MVPs in the history of football. And we've got a little news over their progress from day three of Patriots training camp and also a little bit to do with Nelson Aguilar showing out. We know wide receiver has been one of the biggest weaknesses of the New England Patriots. 
guys like Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers hadn't been great either. Let's be real. And that showed up in training camp yesterday as well. So let's get to this story. And that way we can talk about these quarterbacks a little bit. Cam Newton and Mac Jones both shine on day three. The Patriots certainly ramped up the intensity on Friday afternoon. We had our first Foxborough scrap of the year as the Virgin got into it with someone during 11-on-11s. Two were in each other's face before sides were broke up. That's what I like to see is guys flat-ass fighting. On a side note, by the way, Jared Stenham had back surgery. Uh, They threw him on the pup list. There was still no contact with pads coming on Tuesday, but a lot of 11-on-11. Here's the quarterback takeaways. It was arguably the best day for both Cam Newton and Mac Jones, and it was clear that the offense won the day. Cam Newton started out 1-for-3 with a overthrow to Nelson Aguilar on a deep crosser then had a screen batted down to James White. From that point on, he was laser sharp, though, finishing 12 for 17, leaning heavily on Janu Smith and Nelson Aguilar. There's no doubt the Patriots have light years, better offensive weapons going into this season than they had last year. Um, We've been quite critical of Nikhil Harry, as you know. Mac Jones' deep ball and ball placement were on display on Friday afternoon. He finished the day only 8 for 18, but was plagued by three drops. Two to Jacoby Myers, that's not surprising, and one to Aguilar. On the Aguilar drop, Jones sat in the pocket and dropped it right into the bucket with the receiver, having two to three yards of separation on the play. So, Nelson Aguilar, in other words, dropped a deep bomb from Mac Jones. His best throw of the day was to Kendrick Bourne on a corner route to the back of the end zone. Bourne was working out of the slot, and Jones placed the pass in perfectly for a touchdown. Following the practice, both Newton and Jones spoke to the media and described their relationship together. The veteran had nothing but praise for the rookie, and Jones looking forward to, quote, Making each other better and helping each other win games. There is a quarterback competition brewing in New England, but it's clear that it's a healthy one. Uh, They also go on to note uh, Nelson Aguilar is going to pay off some real dividends. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has been the best wide receiver on the field by a landslide. Let's be honest, it's not a real high bar up there. The Patriots' big money investment has certainly caught the eyes of everyone down in Gillette due to his downfield speed and ability to separate. He had six catches on Friday. Two of them were highlight reel-type plays. Both were on passes from Cam Newton, one on a deep route where he went up and got it and won a 50-50 ball, the other on full extension, plucking it out of the midair. Patriots had not had a playmaker consistent separator on the outside since Brandon Cooks in 2017. But Aguilar is showing uh, he's worth the investment. John New Smith and Hunter Henry, both of them showed out yesterday. And John New had five catches. Look, the Patriots are going to be light years better on offense than they were last year. They were a total dumpster fire. Uh, there were times when Cam Newton flashed. And then there were times where he looked like the worst quarterback in all of football, without a doubt. 
I've been vocal about the fact I think Mac Jones wins this job ultimately because I think there's a premium on two things in the Patriots offense. One, the ability to take care of the ball and not turn it over. The other is being highly accurate. And, of course, Mac Jones had a 77% completion percentage out of coming out of Alabama with the Crimson Tide. So, I still think that's Jones' job to lose. But there is a wild card here. We haven't discussed it much. It's the fact that Belichick does put a premium on veterans or could put a premium on a veteran. And Cam Newton might get a shot. And if he does, I believe it will be something to the effect of about the first four to five games of the year Cam Newton would start, and then we might see Mac Jones come in. Uh, We know the Patriots and Bill Belichick like to run a system where the first four or five weeks of the year is an experimental phase on on that team. Every year, sometimes the Patriots start out two and two, And every year, everybody talks about the demise of the Patriots, and then they turn it around, and why? It's because Belichick's been messing with everything on the team during that period. Look, the Patriots are going to be a lot better this year. Um, Dante Hightower's coming back after uh, after he set out. They need to get the Stephon Gilmore situation uh, situated, but I'm not too sure people understand the coaching job that Belichick pulled out, pulled off last year as they went to battle with a bunch of yard chairs out there. Okay, um, that team didn't have a lot of talent, and they still won seven games. It was a hell of a hell of an unrated uh, underrated coaching job. I still think the Patriots could do something in the neighborhood of ten to eleven wins this year. I truly believe it. If Cam Newton even flashes, if Mac Jones starts. This team's got so much more talent on offense, and they're getting five, four or five defensive players back after they set out from lockdown, or COVID lockdown for them anyway. Tell me what you think, Black and White Life fans. If you're a Patriots fan, you might know to hit subscribe. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about the NFL and the New England Patriots. Coming off a 7-9 season, it was a disappointment. Cam Newton was the starting quarterback last season, and he was an absolute disaster. A complete disaster, man. He was trash to tell you the truth. But however, when uh, the Patriots actually drafted Matt Jones in the first round of the NFL draft, Bill Belichick said, Cam's a starter. And now Bill Belichick wants you to know right now, as training camp begins, as we get closer to preseason games, Cam Newton is the starter over Matt Jones. Now, my prediction, and I believe Rhodes' prediction also, is that Matt Jones would actually take over the starting role by week four. I've said that. I'm going to stick with that. I believe that you don't draft a Matt Jones that high in a draft when you have a quarterback like Cam Newton that looked like he was washed up last season. So I believe there is no doubt about it that Matt Jones 
will end up starting for this team and that the Matt Jones era will begin by week four. I have no confidence whatsoever in Cam Newton. I was never a big Cam Newton fan whatsoever. He was never an accurate quarterback. He got that MVP when they went 15 and one, even though I believe he didn't actually deserve that MVP. Tom Brady was clearly a better quarterback the whole entire season, but they gave it to Cam Newton because he finished 15 and one and the Panthers actually went to the Super Bowl. But anyway, getting back to Bill Belichick here, it did seem to leave a little bit of a door open for Cam not to be the starting quarterback. Now, I do believe Cam is going to be the starting quarterback for three weeks. And by week four, it'll be Matt Jones. So check this out, guys. Bill Belichick reiterates that Cam Newton is New England Patriots starting quarterback, but will evaluate whole situation. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Cam has to know the writing is going to be on the wall. He's not the long term option, especially when you draft Matt Jones that high. He's not. He has to know that. But since Matt Jones is there, Cam Newton should be thinking to himself, I better make an impression for my next team. But this is what Bill Belichick says. He said, quote, we'll take a look at the whole situation. I don't think you want to evaluate players at any position off one or two plays or maybe a day. So from a consistency standpoint, that's always important and obviously production. So hopefully those things will be good and I'm sure it will be a hard decision. We'll see how it goes. Let them play and we'll try to do what we feel feel like is best for the team based on their performance. When asked if he has an ideal time frame for naming a starter to get ready for the regular season, Belichick seemed to reject the premise of the question. No, he answered. I mean, Cam's our starting quarterback. I think I've said that before. Yeah, you have said that before, but what what does that really mean? I mean, is Cam really a lock for anything? No. His best days are behind him. They really are. Matt Jones is going to end up taking over this team. I think that Cam Newton knows it. I think Bill Belichick knows it. I think Robert Kraft even knows this. And I'm pretty sure all of the players on the Patriots know it's only a matter of time before Matt Jones is the starting quarterback. And I think that um, you're going to see, definitely you're going to see a lot more Matt Jones in the preseason rather than Cam Newton. I really do. And we've heard a, a lot of great things about Uh, Matt Jones, since he's actually been drafted by the Patriots, the teammates are saying, man, this guy's good. He's the real deal. And I get it. You know, we're we're going to it remains to be seen, you know, because, you know, what you do in practice isn't necessarily going to transition over to an actual NFL game when you actually get game speed. Now, Matt Jones, week four, that's when I think he'll he'll get the job. He may struggle. He may struggle, but you got to remember, he's a young quarterback. He's a young quarterback. I mean, now, if this was the 1980s, you know, this really wouldn't be a big deal. Uh, quarterbacks would actually sit for a season, but this is a completely different time. And I know some people are going to say, well, the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo when Tom Brady was there. True. But Cam Newton is not even in a class of a Tom Brady. 
Not even close. I mean, the Packers drafted uh, Jordan Love. And when they had Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love hasn't seen the field at all. But uh, that's because those guys are all time great. You know, Cam Newton, not all time great. He is not remotely and never has been in the same class of a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. Matt Jones was drafted, I believe, to help this team this season. And we'll have to see how that actually uh, goes. But uh, Bill Belichick is just letting you guys know, as of right now, that Cam Newton is the starting quarterback. His words really don't mean anything. It really didn't change anything for me because I've already said it. Cam Newton is going to be the starter. And I believe that Bill Belichick has taken this as a week by week uh, situation here. But he said he's going to evaluate the whole entire thing. Okay, this is let you know that Cam Newton, I believe, is on a very, very short leash. Cam Newton was a disaster last season. I know he had the virus, but guess what? Other players had the virus, too. And that play did not fall off a cliff like he did. He was a disaster. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans, do you actually expect Cam Newton to remain the starter for the Patriots? I do not. I do foresee Matt Jones taking over the reins of the Patriots and Cam will be the backup. Never know. He may actually get released as well. We have to see about that. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about the Tokyo Olympics and men's tennis. World number one Novak Djokovic has flamed out of the Olympics, and he had a complete meltdown, folks. I talked about something similar in my previous video about Djokovic. He actually gave some comments about um, accepting the pressure, you know, and trying to be mentally tough 
because Simone Biles actually uh, quit in the Olympics. Now, Novak Djokovic did not quit, but he did have a monumental meltdown and and threw a bit time tantrum. And I told you guys before that this is what Novak Djokovic does sometime in his career. He actually did something similar last year at the U.S. Open and he actually hit a linesman with a ball. He was frustrated, took the ball, hit it with the racket and it hit a linesman in the neck and he was disqualified from the U.S. Open. Now, guys, he was actually trying to win gold at the Olympics and he lost to Germany's um, Alexander Zverev, and uh, he is not going to get a gold medal. Flash forward now, he's in a bronze medal match, and he got his butt kicked. He got his butt kicked, and he threw a tantrum. So check this out, guys. Novak Djokovic fails to medal, throws tantrum at Olympics. Farewell. And I believe you will never see Novak Djokovic at another Olympics. He's actually 34 years old, and when the next Olympics actually comes around, He'll be age 37. He'll pretty much probably be done with tennis. Uh, Roger Federer is still around. He's th- he's about to be 40, but I don't think Novak Djokovic will ever win a gold medal now at the Olympics. I just don't see him doing that at age 37. And Rafa Nadal, who's 35, didn't even play in the Olympics this year, and he actually won a gold medal in Beijing in 2008. It says here, a day after Novak Djokovic saw his quest for the elusive gold, Golden Slam fall short, the world number one failed to secure a medal at the Tokyo Olympics, falling in a bronze medal match to Spain's Pablo Carreño Busta on Saturday. Over the course of a 6-4, 6-7, 6-3 loss, Djokovic grew increasingly frustrated with his performance. In one instance, he launched his racket five rows into the stand. And guys, it did not end there. He was so frustrated, man, that He actually broke his racket. I mean, he went full John McEnroe at the Olympics. Now, if if he actually threw his um, racket into into the stands in a Grand Slam event with actual fans there, I believe he would have been disqualified from the tournament. But I'd actually do have a clip here and I'm going to show you guys this here. No sound. And you can see Djokovic just lose it. Breaks his racket right there. And that's just another uh, angle right there. And this is where he throws it five rows into the stands. Super frustrated. And I believe he would have actually gotten disqualified if this was um, a regular ATP tournament. And for some reason, guys, the ATP actually uses uh, points gained in the Olympics. I don't know why they actually tie those together. I think it's pretty stupid. I believe that the Olympics should be separate from the ATP. I mean, he just went crazy, but this is what he does. He says, quote, it's part of it's part of, I guess, who I am. He's right about that because he's done this before. Djokovic said after the match, I don't like doing these things. I'm sorry for sending this kind of message, but we're all human beings. And sometimes it's difficult to control your emotions. Now, I was actually looking at the uh, San Francisco Chronicle. You know, they're definitely on the side of Simone Biles. They actually tried to to use this because uh, Djokovic injured his shoulder and he actually withdraw it from uh, mixed doubles. So the bronze is actually going to go to the other um, team he was actually supposed to play. And therefore, the San Francisco Chronicle has called Djokovic a hypocrite 
for criticizing Simone Biles, even though he didn't necessarily mention Simone Biles when it came to pressure. But I believe there's a big difference, though. Djokovic did play. Yeah, he played bad. He got his butt kicked, but he didn't quit. He didn't quit. Now, he was unable to actually play in his mixed doubles match because he was injured, physically injured, had nothing to do with uh, mental health. And it even says here, after the loss, Djokovic withdrew from a bronze medal uh, mixed doubles match, citing a left shoulder injury. And you can also see here, he destroyed that racket, folks. Absolutely destroyed his racket. But this is who Djokovic is. And also, you know, the uh, the summer um, hardcore season is um, going to be starting. I'm pretty sure he wants to get back to the ATP Tour and try to win the U.S. Open. Rafa Nadal has already rested up. He didn't actually play Wimbledon. He didn't go to the Olympics. He wanted to be fresh for the U.S. Open. And Rafa Nadal has won more U.S. Opens than Novak Djokovic. Now, Djokovic has the edge at the Australian Open, and they're in a battle now for the most Grand Slam titles in history. They're both tied at 20 with Roger Federer. I believe Roger Federer is done. So Djokovic, he's going to have to regroup and get ready for the Summer Slam season. And Rafa Nadal has been a force in the Summer Slam season. And I don't know what's going to happen at the U.S. Open. This is going to be very interesting to see who will actually win the U.S. Open. It's possible, you know, that neither one of these guys could actually win the, win the uh, U.S. Open. I mean, tennis is a grind. It is just year long. And now you're actually throwing in the Olympics this year. Olympics don't come every year, but the U.S. Open is still going to be going on. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Novak Djokovic absolutely just losing it, losing his cool bit time? This is not a surprise to me. He's done this in the past. And I'm pretty sure he will end up doing it again. It actually cost him probably the U.S. Open last year. He could have probably already been at 21 slams. But this is just a part of who Novak Djokovic is. He's just a lightning rod. And this does not surprise me that he absolutely loses his cool after back-to-back losses. I'm pretty sure he was tired. He was pretty drained, I'm pretty sure. I actually heard the conditions over there in Tokyo are pretty similar to the way Uh, The conditions here in Houston this time of year, it is extremely hot and extremely humid. So I don't know. I'm not making any excuses for the guy. I'm a a Nadal guy myself. So, I mean, if he doesn't win, hey, that's better for my guy. You know how it is. But Novak Djokovic, he's all time great. He really, really is. But this is who he is. So I'm not surprised that he threw a tantrum and completely melted down like this. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.